for another episode of the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear i'm talking about of course it's monster kid radio and i am your writer host and producer Derek m cook welcoming you to the show with a song this is surf of the demon it's from the ep release of the same name by the band intergalactic surfers you can find them on Bandcamp under well intergalactic surfers or you can look them up over on Instagram. They gave us permission to play this music here on the show. I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I really dig the recitation of the lines from the Ed Wood film at the beginning there. Uh, the voice intro was by Jimena Guitard. And again, big thanks to Intergalactic Surfers for letting us play their music up here on the podcast. Make sure you check them out when you're done listening to this episode of the podcast. What's coming up on the podcast this week? Well, I've been teasing it. For a while, we were going to do it, and then things got in the way. But you know what? Finally, I sat down with Beth Westbow, haunted house designer and my fiance, who spent some time in St. Louis recently when she went to Transworld, the big haunted house attraction trade show. And we're going to do a debrief. She's going to tell me all about it. She's going to tell you all about it. It's a fun, about an hour-long conversation. And I was just really happy to, one, spend time with her, but two be able to hear about what happened at this event that I've only heard about. I've seen bits and pieces in various documentaries over the years, but I've never been. I've long been curious, and I think by the time this conversation is over, you're going to be less curious and more just wanting to go yourself next year. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. So we're going to do that. Plus, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Monster Kid Radio if we didn't have our regular contributions, but there's nothing regular about them because they're just so darn special. It is Mark Matsky's Beta Capsule Review and Kenny's look at Famous Monsters of Filmland, which we're going to get to right now. It is safe to state that the grandchildren of some of the people in this dinner will not be born on Earth. They come from the bowels of hell, a transformed race of walking dead, Zombies guided by a master plan for complete domination of the Earth. Plan 9 from outer space. Starring the most frightmarish cast ever, Bella Lugosi, the seductive vampira, and Thor Johnson as the walking dead. Turn off your electrode gun! No! 
bullets bounce off their bodies. Rockets, missiles, jets cannot stop their death ships. What earthly power can stop this terror? For a glimpse of things to come, see this blast of screen suspense. For it could be happening right now. It has been written since the beginning of time that evil supernatural creatures exist in a world of darkness. And it is also said, man can call forth these powers of darkness, the demons of hell. It is the night of the demon. And tonight is the night that Dana Andrews, as a daring scientist, defies the mysterious murderous devil cult in a desperate battle against the demons of hell. Oh, why did you drop the poker? It's red hot. Which isn't, you know. Oh, my boy, you're as pale as death. There was something in here. He has been chosen. I've been chosen for what? What do you mean? Today I found all the pages of my desk calendar torn out after October the 22nd. I know why. He died on the 22nd. John, what's the matter? The same thing happened to my desk calendar after the 28th. The frightened girl. The master of witchcraft. You will die as I said. At 10 o'clock on the 28th of this month. Your time allowed is just three days from now. Skeptical? Don't make up your mind till you see this masterpiece of macabre magic. Because, after all, evil supernatural creatures really do exist. Live from the Land of Light in Nebula M78, home of the mighty Ultra Heroes, it's Monster Kid Radio's Beta Capsule Review. Return of Ultraman, Episode 4, Fatal Attack, Meteor Kick. Broadcast April 23, 1971. Word of a marauding creature reaches the monster attack team, which is drawn within two kilometers of nuclear power plant number one. The team takes to the air to eliminate the threat, but the Kaiju Kingsaurus III proves to be problematic, causing Go to crash and Ultraman to emerge. Kingsaurus's horns can generate a force field that repels all of Ultraman's beams, and during the three-minute battle that ensues, the monster stabs Ultraman in the thigh rendering him immobile. Ultraman loses the fight, and King Saurus III burrows underground. Bearing Ultraman's wounds from the skirmish, Go attempts to convalesce in the hospital, but the loss gnaws at him. The monster attack team anticipates another raid on the power plant and sends Oka to the hospital to communicate with Go. 
On the way, she happens to pick up Aki and Jiro Sakata, who were heading to the same destination. However, MAT business takes precedence, and with their visit cut short, Aki wonders if her relationship with Go is in trouble. That night, Go replays his duel with King Soros III in his dreams, but when he awakens, he has a solution. To defeat his monstrous opponent, he's going to need physical training the hospital doesn't provide. Can Go push himself to victory? Or will King Soros cause a nuclear disaster? Fatal Attack Meteor Kick plays with audience expectations, allowing Ultraman to appear and lose a battle in the first act, creating the perception of a more vulnerable hero. It's stunning to see Ultraman's various beam attacks fall flat, and downright painful to observe Go's excruciating training regimen, which involves him carrying logs up a mountain and jumping over barriers, fighting through the pain of his injured leg. The training sequence, which seems influenced by many a kung fu flick, yields a tantalizing suggestion. Having been encouraged to watch Go train in the mountains, Jiro asks Aki what Go is doing. Aki responds, he's training himself so he can beat the monster. What exactly she means is open to interpretation, but the idea that she might have an intuitive sense of Go's secret adds a little extra spice to a series that's eager to experiment with the Ultra Formula. For Monster Kid Radio's Beta Capsule Review, this is Mark Matsky reporting. of the uninvited. It's coming from downstairs. It comes from everywhere and nowhere. A house of terror on the haunted cliffs of Cornwall, where the uninvited walk unseen by men. Yet a cat arches its back in fright. Flowers are withered by the touch of an unseen malignant hand. Candles flicker and die as a ghostly chill fills the air, and the living are clutched by the icy horror of the restless dead. Stop, Pamela. Don't go near that door. The Uninvited, Dorothy McCardle's gripping novel of the supernatural, comes to the screen, starring Raymond Land, Ruth Hussey, Donald Crisp, with Cornelia Otis Skinner, and introducing the exciting beauty of Gail Russell, whose first love is shadowed by the specters of the past. Stella, what is it? Are you ill, Stella? Quiet. Leave her alone. Oigon. Oigon. Stop her, Scott. Shh. She's in a trance. I saw this happen once before at a seance. I thought it was a fake. But this isn't. I know. It's dangerous. We're on our way to Nashville. We're doing a jamboree there. Sir, we're looking for a nice, quiet place to spend the night. There's the old War of God mansion. Wait! I forgot to tell him it's haunted. Well, sure, it's a trick. What else could it be? It could be a ghost. Anyone can play a guitar. That doesn't make entertainers. Just a weird wolf. A weird wolf! <laughs> 
Now, if they look real enough. Here's your werewolf. Come take a look. I said put that monkey back in the cave. I suggest you raise your hand very high. The torture wheel. Perhaps we could create another haunted house. No. Stupid gorilla. Hello there, Monster Kid Radioheads. This is Kenny with a look at Famous Monsters of Filmland. Today we are talking about a recent haunted house convention. I bet the dealer's room was really cool. It reminds me about something sold in FM in the mid-60s that would be a perfect fit at the Trans World Halloween and Attraction Show. It first appeared in FM 35. Let's hear what it's about. Who's there? Nobody but a ghost host to meet you and greet you in typical cheery, eerie fashion. This haunty, jaunty house, an exact replica of the creaky house on TV's famous Adams Family program, was designed to warm the cackles of your own house. It's a kit built to scale. You can almost hear the moan, the shriek, the wail of the famous TV show. You can love, cherish, and have fun with it, and build it yourself. Most famous TV haunted house can now be yours exactly as you see it on TV. Keep your lights on only long enough to assemble the Adams Family haunted house in a few minutes. Then turn the lights low and shriek with the creak of banging shutters, angles, gables, chimney, and other creature features. Have a real thrill as you chill to your own cozy haunted house, exactly as lived in on TV's most famous spook show, Eek! New Adam's Haunted House includes all these features. Exact copy of famous TV Haunted House. Kit can be assembled by anyone, complete with creaky shutters, angles, gables, chimney, porch, etc. Kit available at a low $1.98. See this Adams Family TV haunted house at any store carrying Aurora's easy-to-assemble monster kits. Or you can order your haunted house by mail. See special coupon on page 80. Adams Family Haunted House. This is it. Put it all together and it spells lots of fun for mom, pop, sis, and son. No one ever gets weary of this perfectly eerie haunted house. Can you take it? Can you make it? You sure can, in minutes, with no do-it-yourself genius needed. Kit comes complete with full assembly instructions. You can take it, and you can make it. The famous Adams Family Haunted House. Made by Aurora, the greatest name in hobby kits. That is all for this week's look at Famous Monsters of Filmland. We will have more next time. For MKR, this is Kenny saying adios. Breakers Incorporated. You make them, we shake them. Bob Hope speaking. Yes, Paulette Goddard's a partner in this firm. What? You want me to send her around? <laughs> Listen, if I could tell Paulette what to do, I wouldn't send her to your house. Sucker. You know, I never knew there were so many ghosts roaming around loose until Paulette and I got into the Ghost Breakers. 
Believe me, the cat in the canary was a pink tea compared to this picture. It all starts in one terrible night. Basil Rathbone must be giving a party. That's the night that Paulette inherits a ghostly ancient castle off the ghost, I mean the coast of Cuba. The place is filled with mummies and spooks that walk at midnight. There are murders and death warnings planned to frighten Paulette and me, but we ain't frightened. I'll match you to see who faints first. One reason Paulette and I are such good ghost breakers is that we don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> or do I? Are you interested in property? Desperately in need of somewhere to live or die? Then we have the very place for you. Fem Hall, they call this old dark house. Why don't you drop in? Sometime. May I introduce a friend of Casper's, Mr. Pendrell? Such a surprise to find he had a friend. We're having you for dinner. Delicious. We should warn you that the Femme family have some very killing habits. But don't lose your patience. You may lose your life. Living in the old dark house is Roderick, the eldest Femme. Then there's Cecily, the prettiest and youngest. Something terrible is happening here. Leave before the others find out. The others? Who are the others? Well, there's Aunt Agatha, who loved knitting, surrounded by a host of wool-gathering relatives. Something or someone must have needled her. Must have been murder. She always knitted so carefully. This is Potiphar, and let's face it, he is plain potty. There isn't much time left, Mr. Pendrell. There isn't much time. Morgana, of course, is the femme fatale, one of the amenities of the house. Don't you have any boyfriends? I always had to be home by 12 o'clock. Well, things were just getting started, and I had to stop. Also in the old dark house, you'll find Casper and Jasper. And dead or alive, they look the same. You're, you're there. And you're dead. No, I'm not. Yes, uh... Tom was just a visiting American who came by accident. And by accident, he was still alive. Remember, we are the sole agents for this desirable property. An exclusive residence that's murder to run. It will be vacant any moment now on dead easy terms. All right. We are recording, and I am sitting here with uh, somebody who is a regular, semi-regular voice on the show now, and, and I think it makes the show that much better for it. I'm here with my beautiful fiancé, Beth Westbo, but she's not here in the role of my fiancé today. I mean, she can be. That's, that's fine. I mean, just... Never mind. Hi! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> just waiting to see where you were going to go with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so we are uh, going to talk about something that happened 
How long has it been? A few weeks now, right? It's it, it's been a few weeks ago. Yeah. So Trent. Just now recovering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, real life stuff getting in the way and everything. But I've been wanting to do this for a little while. And, and uh, we're finally going to talk about what happened when you left me <laughs> for uh, a big arch and a bunch of spooky stuff. And I'm trying to think of anything else that was there. Um, some some you know, crazy aquarium fun and the world's biggest tr- indoor tree house. Yes. Yeah. All sorts of, of fun stuff. You went to St. Louis. I did. You went to St. Louis for Transworld's Halloween and Attractions show. Yes. Now, I knew what Transworld was before, well, I met you even. I, I've been aware of it for a while. Well, that makes one of us. So, <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, I've never been. So, this this is my understanding. Okay. It's basically where all the haunted house people go to uh, share ideas and buy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like any industry convention that you might have for your job. You know, if you worked in the medical industry, maybe you'd go to a convention selling medical machines and debuting new medical techniques, and they'd probably have booths where they sold scrubs and stuff like that. This is the same thing, but for the uh, Halloween and specifically the sort of holiday event industry. So they really expanded, particularly since the pandemic. This was... Not the first year back, but the first year back full size with everything really going since the pandemic. They'd had kind of a, a smaller show the year before, but um, they really do everything Halloween. Anything you can think of that would be even marginally related to Halloween is definitely in there. But they also have uh, a huge section, probably a third of the convention dedicated to Christmas experiences. Really? And then I'd say another 5%. And some of this is just within the other existing booths. Like maybe they've got lights for Halloween and Christmas, but they're also like, here's also our light selection for Valentine's Day or your Easter events or Fourth of July or whatever your particular holiday event would be. But so it's really become a an alternate industry, alternate event industry uh, trade show more than just Halloween, but. Still, the the bread and butter of it is its roots, which are in Halloween attractions. So everything like people making stuff for haunted houses, people doing uh, corn mazes and and hay mazes and things like that, Um, lighted pumpkin or jack-o'-lantern tours through the forest up in New England. There seems to be a big industry of that where people just are taking these little hikes through the forest and they've set up like thousands and thousands of lit jack-o'-lanterns to kind of guide you along your way, which is... Something really cool that I, I'd never experienced, but I would definitely be up for. You that know? sounds awesome. It is pretty cool, yeah. So just all different things. And then along with that, um, like like any good learning and industry convention, uh, dozens and dozens of classes in all different areas of the industry of how to make your attraction or your event better, but also how to make more money while you're doing that and how to get along happier and healthier while you're doing it. With, you know, your employees and, and your coworkers and, and all of your stuff and how to store and create new stuff for your events. So all kinds of classes, uh, quite a few of which I got to take um, and participate in and um, really looking forward to next year actually teaching a, a little um, range of classes in, in some areas that I have some specific expertise in that apparently there was a big lack uh, of. And so I'm excited to uh, look forward to next year's show and doing that. But it, it was really a fun event. I got to go on behalf of Vendetta Productions here in the Portland area. And they're the parent company of PDX Scare Grounds, who does the series of haunted houses at Oaks Park during the Halloween season. 
um, our favorite season of the year. And so I got to go with a group of my uh, fellow managers and creators from Vendetta and uh, really go to a variety of classes and learn quite a few things. So I've got the website up on my screen right now, and I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes, of course. Uh, the website is haashow.com. I'm Halloween and Attraction. Oh, H-A-A. Okay, and Attractions show.com i'll make sure there's a link in the show notes so you can check that out uh my understanding of the event like i said i, I thought it was just kind of a big place for for haunters to show up and and sell and learn i've seen it in some documentary series like that making monsters documentary series from a few years ago they went there and i had known about it because yeah. of um my interest in all things spooky and masks and makeup effects and things like that it does not look like it's like for horror movies. It's really just the live events, uh, mostly Halloween stuff. But like you said, they do a lot of other holiday events as well, or at least try to promote that. But really, we're talking about the haunted house stuff. Here. Yeah, this this event is really for people wanting to put on an event, even something as small as kind of really going to town with your front yard decorations. You know, we we have in in our because it's soon to be our front yard here our, our rock garden so that we save water on and not to mention time on mowing a lawn and that nonsense and and of course i trick it out as a big graveyard every halloween with tombstones and certain uh former creatures trying to escape their graves as it were but a lot of people in the portland area there are several home haunts like that where they really just drive up and experience it from your car or, for, or walk up and experience it from the street and so there's a lot for that that sort of haunter all the way up to, you know, a huge industry haunt like ours at PDX Scaregrounds where we're putting on multiple haunted houses and side booths and gift shops and the haunt-themed food and all the other things. So there's something for everyone in that range, but it's not as much just for folks that enjoy horror movies. That's, that's kind of a different set of conventions. Right. Yeah. Well, that's not saying that you... I'm sure you'd have a great time, but this yeah. is very much aimed at people who are wanting to put on some sort of attraction or event themselves, and and all the way from you know the little individual guy who's just doing his yard up to the big uh, guy bringing in twenty five thousand guests a season. So, and that's what we're going to do here in our front yard is twenty five thousand guests. That's that's the goal. Yeah, at our place, you're going to have to put those speed bumps in when I get done. <laughs> All right, so uh, I already mentioned the website, and I want to go ahead and mention this now. The next one's happening in March of next year. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. But Transworld, if you're listening, just saying. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, how fun would it be? I'd love to actually talk to them about maybe doing an episode of Monster Kid Radio right there from Transworld, because definitely dragging you along next year. Uh, you know, that that is the plan. Live or as a corpse, one or the other. <laughs> Under normal circumstances, any other circumstances, I'd be worried, but uh, I love you, so I trust you, and you know, it'll be good to, uh, till undeath do us part. Till undeath do us part. I mean, we're there talking we about go. our wedding vows earlier That's today. right. I'll have to That's... sneak that in there. Okay. I'm sure my mother will love that. Anyway. Uh, the neat thing about it is, you know, Transworld is great, but they also are in St. Louis, which actually I was really pleased to find is an extremely affordable city to have a convention in, like... I mean, a really nice big coffee or tea, and they had all the fixings <laughs> as far as like uh, 
different types of sugar and not sugar and creamers and different things was three bucks inside the trade show. Like inside oh. the trade show, it was three dollars for a huge coffee, like 20, 24 ounce, something like that with a lid. So very affordable in those terms and tons yeah. of food right there outside the doors. I mean, and even for someone who's vegetarian, let me tell you, I, I've I've never experienced vegetarian barbecue, but it's a thing and it's delicious and you definitely should go and have it. And the the number of different ways that they do fried pickles alone in that sea, that city is uh, worth a visit in in my opinion. But um, really great great space to have a show in and to visit in. They're in the process of kind of turning over the city and really adding a lot of hotels. And there's also a ton of Airbnbs. We actually stayed our group because we had what twelve of us. We stayed in an old house that was clearly converted from back in the day. I had like a secret closet. I'm not saying it went to like the Underground Railroad at some point in time, but that secret closet with the deadbolt definitely went somewhere creepy at some point out of the room I stayed in. So a lot of options for staying that are really affordable and you know can put you right in close to downtown where everything is, and and yet still feel like you're staying in some of these. 200 year old neighborhood so that that was an unexpected surprise for me and you're literally minutes across the bridge to illinois so you know if you want to go even further and and visit some other places in the area you can definitely do that within just a few minutes um the freeways are scary as heck um i'm maybe a little spoiled up here where we live with halfway decent drivers but the only place i've been that <laughs> the only place i've been more scared is when I was riding in a tour bus in Shanghai, China. Uh, yeah, so it's it's like mixed Idaho roads with with the drivers from China, like the ones actually there, you know. And and that was <laughs> that was Missouri for you <laughs> on the freeways. But other than that, pretty pretty fun time. And a lot of extra things are planned throughout the week, kind of week weekend, because it's an extended event. They really run stuff all the way from Thursday through even a few things on Monday. So that if you're coming for, you know, the whole week or whatever, that you have stuff to do the whole time and a lot of nighttime events and extra um, things to do. Oh, my gosh, the number of uh, drag brunches and karaoke bars near our Airbnb alone. We could have walked to four different places any given night, even even on weeknights. And like barbecue is down there like Starbucks is up here. So <laughs> no, no shortage of... Uh, of, of fun things. Uh, they were having quite a fun time the week we happened to be there because it was the week that their state le uh, formally had weed legalized. So lots of fun going on, oh, as it were, uh, with people getting maybe a little too excited for the first week of something that to us up in the Pacific Northwest has just been, yeah, a normal thing that people can do if they want for quite a while. But no, it was a really great uh, city. I really appreciated the way that we were welcomed by the people of St. Louis, and they had a really great attitude towards conventions coming into town that I've definitely not seen in other convention cities. So if you were trying to host a convention for something, I would definitely recommend St. Louis as a place to do that uh, in future. So first of all, um, now that my fiancé has uh, <laughs> alienated any Chinese bus drivers who might happen to be listening right now, uh, I, I I can't look at the previous event, the one that we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. I can't pull up like their schedule anymore. It's no longer available because they're getting ready for next year. Yeah, already. yeah, yeah. I mean, I have my printed copy of it right here. I was going to yeah. ask you about some what some of the events were that that you did that you went to panels and presentations and such. Um, okay, so 
because we at Scaregrounds have, and if for those of you who haven't come on down to Oaks Park yet, but I know you're all going to if you're in the area this year. Um, but if you haven't been to a scare park, ours or anyone else's in a while, they've really started expanding and becoming more like uh, fairs or or even mini carnivals in a lot of ways. We're lucky with Oaks Park that, to have some of those rides, you know, that go back even a hundred years to when the park was founded. Um, but a lot of places will have rides brought in and stuff that are just, you know, your fun basic rides. I think you'd be surprised a lot of people to, to see how much fun that is. So part of what we learned was specifically haunted houses, but a lot of what we learned is how to do the business side and how to do the extras and the things that make it feel more than like more than just a haunted house that you waited in a creepy warehouse district for three hours to see that it's a whole full family experience and that everybody has something that they can do whether they like haunted houses or not and that's really becoming a changing thing in the industry that i found was interesting is the something for everybody attitude and you know we talk on monster kid radio about like the old universal monster movies and they always really felt to me like they were the kind of monster movies that had something for everyone so i love the idea of moving the haunt industry more into the something for everyone because i think i would have gotten involved in haunted houses much much earlier in my life and not spent three and a half sad decades not knowing how amazing they were uh you know if if there had been more of a something for everyone approach where i was where i was at and and for an option for me or my family to go to when my kids were younger um so like some of the really great things that i saw there's like a company that will sell you a giant plastic slide that you can set up down your hill and go down on inner tubes you know i think like giant water amusement park so that's definitely on my bucket list for the future i just want to own one of those and you can buy like extension pieces and color coordinate them <laughs> like I, i'm just saying super mega ride and slide that would that would be if anybody millionaires out there want to just like buy me a gift i'll just take the hundred foot one of those that's how do we put that on our wedding registry that's what um i'm sure i'm 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 sure my friend hugh down there would would help us but you know, a lot of the cool things that I got to see were really neat. If anybody else is planning a wedding, I, you know, like we are or another event or something, and you want some like hints on places that you might go to for like cool side attractions, like a giant slide to go down your hill. Maybe you have property you're getting wet on and you want to ride down the aisle on a giant air tube. You know, I'm, I'm not going to judge here. That'd be awesome. Or things like um, the number of different ways you can do a photo booth and maybe you, your event, your, whether it's a wedding or an anniversary or a birthday party, you know, maybe like maybe you have someone with a 50th birthday coming up very soon that you need to plan a kick-ass party for because they're such a wonderful, amazing human being and you want to have a photo booth at it. There's so many simpler far less expensive than you would think options for that and I'm happy to pass on I've got different cards and contact from the best of the different people I talk to and they kind of each work different areas of the country so definitely if you want to get in touch with us and let us know you know what hey I was looking for this or that do you have an idea we'd love to pass on those and we'll try to put as many up on the website as we can um two of the organizations that I really really um felt a connection to were the Dark Attraction and Funhouse Enthusiasts group, so D-A-F-E, which is kind of a, a group of people all around the country that work together to have an industry standard for things like dark attractions and make sure that we do things like reach out to your neighboring attractions, make sure people are doing stuff the right way if they've got casts that they're giving them the water breaks that they're required to do, you know, that... 
we try to make the industry better all across the board instead of competing against each other. Part of the idea is that you know, bigger haunts like ours, we can reach out and help younger haunts. Like maybe the little high, local high school is doing a haunt for one weekend. That doesn't compete with what we do at Scaregrounds. If anything, it just gives more of an appetite in the community for haunts. So they work together with different sizes of haunts and groups all around the country to uh, get everybody kind of on the same page, get everybody treating their volunteers and employees as such right, um, and and just kind of keeping a certain level of professionalism and, and a, a standard of care as we all work together to make spooky stuff great. And they've even worked on uh, stuff to do with um, different haunt-related movies and spooky movies out there too which can be really great because some of the makeups and prosthetics and different things that might seem like oh that's really cool that looks great but if an actor has to wear it for 16 hours straight and it adds another 30 pounds hanging off their face you know someone not in the industry wouldn't realize that they would just say oh this looks really cool let's do it they don't realize the way it's going to wear on an actor so Nationwide groups like this can really help get the word out of what is and isn't okay in our industry, whether it's for film or live performance or whatever, and, and make sure that everybody's being treated safely and, and well. They also have really helped encourage. Um, I have some great contacts if anyone is looking for prosthetic makeup that is not latex-based. I myself am very allergic to latex-based makeups, sadly, because, oh my gosh, the cool things you can do with latex when you can just glob it on. But that's not an option for me. And the cool thing about like 3D printers being a thing now and then being able to print gels and liquids and stuff like that is that you can now print the same kind of prosthetics that you would have had to do in latex pores and molds before. Print them to fit an actor's face. You can even input their face into the computer so it stretches just the right amount around their jaw or whatever. If they have an appliance, I myself have a rebuilt jaw. So part of my jaw has a big metal piece in it. So when you put stuff against that side of my jaw, it wears faster. I'll like wear through chin straps faster because I just have a more cut jaw because there's a piece of metal in there, you know? Um, so it takes into account things like that and you can print directly to the actor's face and then it's non-latex. So it goes on with water and when you're done at the end of the night, it washes off with water, which if anyone has ever tried to get a massive latex appliance off your face and pulled all the tiny hairs out of the side of your beard or... <laughs> Well, it's good for exfoliation. It's good for exfoliation, yes, whether you'd like it to or not. Um, this doesn't have that problem, and, and there's a couple different retailers of that, depending on what area of the country you're in. You know, they want to ship locally because the stuff stays fresh and everything, but some great things for that. The other group that um, I got to really hang out with somewhat, and I helped with, they had an auction of different items that were donated from all over the con, so everything from... Uh, really cool face masks, which we'll put up a couple uh, things like Still Beast Studios does some amazing um, costumes and masks and gloves. And um, they're fairly affordable and really, really well-made stuff that's really going to last. So that was one of them. I've got another one, um, Unsub Mag Masks. We'll put that those guys up too. Um, some of these different groups all over the country that are making these amazing things. They're wonderful and they donated items that they had there for sale or you know, copies of items that they have for sale to a group called Haunters Against Hate. And I think just like with Monster Kids, our whole point with Monster Kid Radio, I believe, is that everybody's included and everybody's welcome. You know, we love the monsters because of their weirdness and differences. And so for me, um, Haunters Against Hate was a really great group to get to talk to. Their big thing is everybody should be included in scaring both in working in the industry and volunteering in the industry and in um, 
visiting and in making people feel welcome and they want to make sure that people from different diverse backgrounds and other countries and languages that they're invited in. I met some wonderful gentlemen that were from Germany that were just starting one of the first scare parks there. And it's a very different idea in Germany. They don't scare people on Halloween or their, you know, that, that date necessarily. So it's a new thing for them, a new cool, you know, very Western American thing, if you will, to get into. And I had this lovely uh, sit down with them over some coffee at one point, and I had to finally realize, okay, you know what it is? I go, it's like Christmas, because to them, Christmas is when you tell scary stories. Christmas is when you scare the bejesus out of your small children, because, you know, why should they go to bed with sugar plums dancing in their head when they can go to bed with Krampus walmping wal- through their head? That's that's <laughs> much more of your Christmas notion, right? Anyway, so I explained, no, no, it's like this. You want to scare them at this time. And they're like, oh, okay. So that's what it is. So then, you know, it was neat to have that, build that relationship. And I'm staying in contact with them and maybe going to do some design helping them um, with one of their first haunts at their little scare park. But Haunters Against Hate raised a whole bunch of funds over the course of the weekend um, to do projects both in the U.S. and abroad. And one of their things that they focus on right now also is helping haunts get more ADA compliant, being more welcoming to people with different um, abilities or disabilities, depending on how you you look at your differences. I know for me, I'm newly using a wheelchair or at least double crutches all the time now. And so that has changed my perspective on how I go through haunts. I might be sitting at a lower view and, you know, it's changing how I think about design and they're just asking people to think about how they think about design and not just leave certain groups of people out. If, if you can't climb a set of stairs, maybe you can't go through exactly the same hallway, but maybe you can go through a near-perfect recreation of it that just doesn't have the up and over part, you know, and get nearly in it. There's a way for the same actor to serve both areas or something. So they they got to talking about a lot of that stuff, and um, I'm working with them and some of our other folks here at um, PDX Grounds, and we're going to do some talks next year at the conference on making your haunt ADA accessible and how to do that, you know, without it costing you any more money. And hopefully we'll help people all over the country and maybe even all over the world feel more included and, and more able to celebrate Halloween. And not just in terms of, like, maybe young people like myself, hee-hee, <laughs> I mean, young, middle-aged, whatever, but who might have a a disability for either a short time or that's, you know, a lifelong thing, but also making it more accessible for our older folks, for our older monster kids, our original monster kids, as it were, because one of my favorite groups to come through the haunt, we have groups that come in from senior centers and they come in in big groups, everybody in the group's over 80, you know, and they're having just a hootenanny of a time. (laughs) Like, you got to make sure they finish their alcohol before they come through the haunted house, but like... They're trudging along with their canes and some of them are in a wheelchair or some of them have a walker and they have a fantastic time. And I want I want the haunts to be designed and to be focused for them as well and what things they like and remember and honor from all the past of, of monsters and haunting and ghosts, ghostly things and all, all things Halloween. So Haunters Against Hate, they do a really good job. You're definitely, um, if you want to go through them, and then they'll have links to a lot of their different sponsoring groups um, that have all kinds of cool merchandise, everything monster. I got the most amazing um, creature from the Black Lagoon bag, you guys. And I've been getting comments all over the ta- town from it. We went to get Derek some new glasses. And the guy at the glasses place was like, that's a great bag. And it's it's a really, really nice bag. And from a place called Rock Rebel. And we'll put their uh, web- website up there because they got me a great deal on the bag. And we'll put a picture of the bag up there for you guys to see. 
But, you know, there's also little shops that were there, and I really appreciated a lot of those. Um, Firefly Scenic Studio helps do uh, background pieces and, like, drop cloth or even 3D drop cloth type things. They can do some amazing backgrounds. If you're going to have a big themed party or maybe you're going to have a murder mystery or your own movie festival where you would like one background that looks like a piece of the jungle out of the creature from the Black Lagoon or a wall from Dracula's castle or something. They can do some amazing stuff for you and ship things flat and then you put it up. I mean, it's incredible. Even things with black light paint and glow in the dark things. So stuff like that's pretty amazing. Um, can I interject real Yeah, quick? go ahead. So um, you covered a lot and I want to... I, <laughs> I know. I'm no, like, and that's, that's great. I'm glad. This makes my job easier. <laughs> Uh, there will be links in the show notes to everything that she's mentioning. I'm going to do my best to make sure it's all in there. So monsterkidradio.net, make sure you go there because that's where everything's going to be. There will be a picture of the Creature from the Black Lagoon bag, backpack, whatever, as well as a, uh, another purchase that she made while she was there. Um, <laughs> Your new friend? <laughs> she's she's creepy. Uh, I'm really excited about Haunters Against Hate and... The idea of making these events more inclusive. Yeah. I don't want to mention names, but we as a group went to a semi-local haunt. Yes. Uh, together. And I wouldn't say that I'm disabled. I, I might say maybe I'm differently able. I don't know. I'm tall. I'm old and broken. I've got a bad back. I've got bad knees. It's hard for me to get up and down. I'm out of shape. And there were parts of that haunt that were very, very difficult for me to get through. Yes. And yeah. I, I, I appreciate that there's an awareness of that. Um, Monster Kid Radio, of course, from the very beginning has been, if not stated so, uh, implied to be an all-inclusive uh, podcast and experience. So, I mean, that just seems like an extension of that, which is amazing and super cool. And I'm going to look into Haunters Against Hate myself because I'd love to see how Monster Kid Radio can get involved in what they do. Um, you mentioned the bag. Yes. And one thing that I joke about with family heart aren't into the Halloween thing as much as I am. Yeah. Is that, yay, Halloween decorations are up for you. For me, it's just time to buy new decorations for the house. Right, exactly. This is stuff that stays up year-round if I can help it. This is stuff that I use all the time. One of my favorite things um, for years was a cheap little Frankenstein watch that cost me $9.99. I bought it at Target one year. And it was just made for Halloween. It had a little thing you could press and it would go, ooh. And it was like a little Mickey Mouse watch, but it was Frankenstein's okay, yeah. monster. And I was so disappointed when I knocked it on something and it broke. Oh. Because it was made for Halloween, but I, I got like two or three years worth of use out of that. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about is this this merch that is designed for like Halloween stuff. For people like us, it's year round, man. I, I want that slip I want that slip and slide thing too. That you know, I want that. I want that bag. That is so cool. Uh, you know, I don't know about this other thing, having it out 24-7. But like that creature from the Black Lagoon, <laughs> it's so cool. And it sounds like the opportunity to buy merch like this, yes, ostensibly it's for your haunt. But come on, you're going to find some cool decorations, right? You're going to find cool decorations. There's definitely everyone in our group really was buying stuff there more to bring home for ourselves. And then we got to make wish lists for the company to buy because they were going to purchase and have it shipped directly to them that is the one other cool thing that almost every single vendor there in fact i actually can't think of a vendor that didn't offer this so there may have been one but not one that i encountered 
if you bought stuff, they were willing to ship it home for either as cheap as they could possibly get it, or as long as you bought a certain amount of stuff, they would just ship it for free to you. And when you're talking about stuff that, like, gallons of fake blood, that gets expensive because it's heavy stuff. It's, you know, the non-diluted stuff even, so that it's, like, really thick. And they were just shipping it for you for free because they could just order it through that way and they were going to make it back on, you know, the bulk of what they were doing. So it was some great ways to make connections with them and really talk to people in particular. There's an animatronic that was in my haunt last year. Uh, we called him Big Papa. And he was a giant skeleton man and he's like 16 feet tall when he dances all the way up, you know, standing in the top of his tent. But he had a slight problem in that Big Papa danced so well that he constantly danced off his pants. I'm not even kidding. The skeleton danced his pants off again and again and again, ripping them, tearing them, shredding them. I, I can identify and that. And the cool thing was because they had all of their head reps there. You, you often dance off your pants. Yeah, yeah? all the I know. Time. This is why you don't dance, right? All because the time. it would just be too expensive. It's, it's a public safety. It's public service. Public safety. I, there I we go. I do for people. I, I keep from dancing because... Well, that's that's good. I'll yeah. have to see it sometime, but we'll we'll get you a kilt oh. or something so the oh, pants wow. aren't involved. But anyway, so I was down to the point of the skeleton. I was starting to plan a kilt for him because I couldn't keep pants on the thing. But, you know, we are a family-friendly haunt. And so, like, he needs some kind of pants, right? It's just too weird. If he has nothing on, it just is. He's just too good at twerking to not have pants on also. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, so I tracked down all of their different texts and finally got the answer because they had one on display and it was clearly pantsed. That doesn't sound right. Unpantsed? I don't know. It had pants on, okay? And the pants were not coming up. He was decent. So I finally asked the guy, and he just took me back behind it and turned it off for a second and showed me exactly what he'd done. And the trick was he doesn't really wear pants. It's just different pieces of fabric that are, like, directly put onto his bones. And so he doesn't actually wear pants, and I knew it. But I couldn't have gotten that level of, like, personal service and question answered, though, just emailing somebody, like, because I couldn't show them exactly what I mean. And then as soon as I did, they were like, oh, yeah, here, we can totally give you the answer. So the connections in the industry and the ideas for new things, if you are someone planning a haunt, you know, and you're looking to grow your event, this is a fantastic place to look. Also, if you're looking to buy, like, secondhand animatronics, secondhand statues and things and pieces, a lot of the different haunts, because it's in the center of the country, will drive in with trailers full of stuff and then they are selling things while they're there and they're reselling old things so that they can buy new things for their haunts. So it can be a great source uh, to both purchase stuff on the spot but also to make the connections with groups and go, well, what do you got that you're getting rid of? Oh, well, you know what? I need something like that. How about we make a deal and I can swap you this for that plus a little bit of money or, or make all those connections with people that I just don't know how you would make those connections otherwise because we're all so spread out all over the country. You said something that caught my interest, and I don't know if it's... You, you know what? It's relevant. It's my Yeah, show. yeah. <laughs> you, you said people selling gallons of fake blood. Yeah. Is it cheaper to buy fake blood than make your own? It seems like that's something that any good haunter, a haunter worth their salt, would not whip up. Well, it, it, it really starts... Yeah, it actually can be because you can buy it um, basically watered down where you're literally just adding warm water to it to dilute it then at one point. So it's less, and it's less sticky, it's easier to clean off when you need to, but it's also of a quality that if you're putting it on and you want it to stay and be more weatherproof, then actual fake blood is much better for that. Like when I've got dead body parts hanging from the ceiling, you know, on rope, and I want them to look bloody, fake, real fake blood is so much better than fake, fake blood that you just whipped up from some cornstarch and food coloring at home. The food coloring is going to stain people. 
you're going to get some old lady that walked in in her white fur and now she's freaking out because your caro syrup and food coloring has permanently ruined the stupid thing she chose to wear to a haunted house in October in Portland. Um, I, this totally is not a real story that happened at all either. Ha ha ha. Uh, like the fake blood is made to not stick to her stuff once it dries it's gonna just stay on the thing and look real it's a set dressing quality product it's not now the nothing wrong if you're at the point in your haunt where it's a new you're a new thing you're making stuff from scratch at home that is the place in kind of the haunt depth level that you're in and that is perfectly legitimate and you do what you got to do to get your stuff going so that you get to that next level where you're ready to do you know industry fake blood but yeah when you're ready to set dress things and have them stay good for years getting the right stuff just like anything the right tools the right equipment and the right you know products can make a difference and by getting them in bulk and buying them from people when they're ordering in large quantities so they're willing to give you a cheaper deal even when you're not buying a pallet worth. Yeah, you can you can outfit your unit for a lot better. Interesting. I always added a drop or two of dishwashing detergent to my fake blood, of corn syrup and, and okay. food coloring yep. to, that. to try to prevent staining, but it made it so that you couldn't really put it in your mouth. <laughs> Which <laughs> Well, you, know, you could. But well, you know, you could. You'd be bubble boy. Yeah, well, and it didn't taste good. No, it does not that. taste good. It shouldn't taste good anyway. Well, but. I mean, it's corn syrup and food coloring, and just Ew. it's just super sweet and thick, and you Ugh. know, sure is what gave me diabetes. But sure, that's it. That that's well, got to sure be that it. was it. Yeah, interesting. Okay, okay. Anyway, but yeah, no, it, it was neat, and you know, that was the kind of cool thing that you could talk to the different vendors because there are different vendors of different types of fake blood. It's amazing the different. There's going to be like at least half a dozen different places that our fake blood is made in this country. You know what we ought to do? Hmm. I'm just spitballing here. A future episode either of Monster Kid Radio or uh, the newly launched YouTube show, Monster Kid X, uh, over at our Team Death YouTube channel. I'll yes. talk about that here Hashtag later on. Team Death. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we do like uh, like a, a review of like 10 different movies and their fake blood quality. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. I, I, I have five thoughts. The, the original Dawn of the Dead I'm going to bring up. Yeah. Um, not to, you know, bias you, but it's not good. It's, I love Dawn of the Dead. I love the original Dawn of the Dead so much, but they used a photo kit processing chemical I, with dye in it. I like when you can see the zipper sometimes. Well, yes, but this. It's okay to see the zipper as long as you know that it's the see the zipper kind of movie. Well, that's, that's the thing. Dawn of the Dead isn't. So, um. A lot of people, even people that were involved with the movie, have regrets about that. But anyway, that might be a fun episode. Listeners, would that be fun for you to do a, like a, let's, let's review the blood. <laughs> what What's in the blood? I don't know. What, what's thicker than what I, we'll come up with a clever name. Anyway, uh, so Transworld, buy your blood there. <laughs> and Big Papa, with or without pants. Uh it just sounds like it was a really neat time. It was a really neat time. I learned so much. Um, I really learned a lot on, um, I got to learn a lot about escape rooms while I was there, as well as working with different generations, which for me is funny because I kind of am right in the middle. So I'm on the exact edge of Gen X and millennials. I'm in that weird Zenial slice there for a couple of years. And 
it lets me kind of be a referee in between all the way from the boomers and the Gen Xers down through the millennials and even the Gen Z. And I can kind of understand enough about each generation to help them all work together. And that's one of the roles that I've kind of played in the bigger organization there um, with the haunt. And so it was really interesting for me to get to talk to some other people that do that with their organizations and see the tricks and tips that they had. And then we got to exchange ideas and uh, to talk to people about, you know, like I said earlier, ADA compliance and, and making things so that folks can get through no matter what kind of mobility aid they need and stuff like that. Um, I really I had been kind of at a loss because the makeup company that I had worn for years, it turns out had changed some of their formulas and gone really bad for your skin. And I was basically throwing out everything I had. I, I won't get into what company that is, but let's just say they knew what they were doing the whole time. And if you know what's going on in that world, you'll know who it was. We're not so talking not, we're talking like cosmetic. Cosmetic. We're not makeup. talking like special makeup. Not like special effects, just even regular makeup. And I was able to find a new um makeup company and um you know get some stuff on that. And I'm gonna do probably another video and we'll link into stuff on that company and kind of a unboxing sort of video talking about using some of their stuff. But it was really exciting to kind of get to view a whole bunch of them. Uh, the new one I found is called Lunatic Cosmetics, and it's, she makes all her stuff herself, and it's totally vegan and uh, very, very easy on, easy off. Like, you can easily wash it off with just some soap and water at the end of the day. She does have, like, some waterproof formulas, too, for certain things. But really, really pretty pigments and colors and everything if she sells something and it's on an eye palette everything is safe for your eyes none of this well you should have known that the sparkly one on the eye palette wasn't for your eyes no no no. she's straightforward about what it is and zero talc which if any of you are a cancer survivor like myself you know you want to have zero talc in anything that you're putting on your face or your body because that that's a big bad no-no for for all of us and really should be for anybody so it was really neat to get to talk to her and she's the originator of the whole company. And she talked about how she went to school and learned chemistry and decided to make her own because she had problems with being allergic to a lot of the just regular products out there. And she wanted something better. So she made her own and it turned into a whole company. And now she both provides special effects makeup, like intense stuff for, um, on movie shoots and things like that. But safe for sensitive sensitive skin so that actors aren't destroying their skin when they're doing these movie shoots and stuff where they're wearing this awful stuff for 16 hours a day. But then she also has her regular line that people can just wear every day that isn't going to mess up your skin. And so far, a couple months in, I'm really loving it. It really has still been great on my skin and, and really good value. So I'll definitely do a separate video for our uh, other channel with uh, Team Death and anybody that's interested in that, maybe needs a gift coming up for someone for Mother's Day in a couple months, you know, they could get something for mom I think she'd really like. I, I love that, and this goes back to the inclusivity thing. It, it sounds like there's really an effort now at an event like this anyway to make sure that everybody can play. Yes. You're allergic to this particular kind of makeup, that's okay. There's three other vendors that have this. You can't use latex, that's cool. Down the way, there's a booth with a 3D printer. They'll get, they'll get you taken care of. Yeah. And that and there's stuff for big companies, but there's stuff for little companies yeah, too. That seems awesome. Has a chance. Um, one of my favorite things we've been kind of tiptoeing around, and I Derek's been kind of being goofy about it. I got this cute, how little, dare you, not quite cabbage patch doll, and I've been calling her Spooky Betty. Um, 
It's hideous. But it's pretty wonderful. She's wonderful, and she was handmade. She's unique, but she is a creation of ProjectBackfire.net, um, which is this wonderful artist tie-in, and um, she has her own company. She makes all kinds of spooky dolls and creations and fun little, uh, you know, palm-sized giveaway presents all the way up to Spooky Betty size. Spooky Betty, she'll you can see my picture with her up there. Um, she's only $10, which I bought her right away the first day. I was like, no, here's, take my money. And what an amazing value. She was fun to hide all over the Airbnb spooking people out with her. And she's definitely going in the haunt. So if you come to uh, Scaregrounds this year, you will get to see Spooky Betty on display somewhere. That'll be the little Where's Waldo moment. You can come and look for Spooky Betty. I love that. And if you find me and tell me where she is, I'll, I'll have something cool in my pocket for you. A Monster Kid Radio pen at the very yeah, least. Yeah, there we go. At the that, very least. That'll be that at least. Um, but yeah, so little things like getting to meet that artist and now I'm working with her and talking to her about ideas, you know, maybe having her make a couple more things for us or we have a lot of different ventures. For the wedding, right? For the wedding, sure. No, I meant for the <laughs> haunt next year. No, wedding pretty much has to be organized, you guys. Oh my gosh, it's only like a little over a month or so away. I'm, I'm going to be this man's wife and I'm so excited and it's, that's partially what's taken me so long, but... It was just, it was such a neat experience. You know, we had um, opportunities to go out and do things like karaoke with the different haunts from all around the country, which meant that you just had time to just sit and talk and chat because like only one bad singer at a time, right? Uh, up there and and learn all about what it was, what the different industry is like all around the country and make friends and have new fun ideas like i really love carving pumpkins but it always makes me sad when they rot away and so now i found like places fun it's called funkins like fun and kins you know and you can get foam pumpkins in all different shapes and sizes and purposely weird shaped ones that look like a skull sort of and big giant ones or small ones or tall skinny ones whatever you want so then when you carve all these masterpieces, then you can save them year to year and use them again and again. Now, I see foam pumpkins at places like Michael's and things like yeah, that. Yeah, these are a little higher quality. These are these appear to be higher quality, but also better shapes. There's one they call the Skullkin, uh, yeah. also available in white. So yeah, perfect skull shape. Pumpkin. They're also I really, that. I got to really feel them and see ones that were being like carved right on the spot there. They don't have that cheap styrofoamy stuff that comes out of them. Good. They're like the good ones. Oh, wire. that makes my skin crawl. The whole idea of these is that you're going to carve something into them and you're going to light them up from inside. And there are places that do, like I said, forest walks with like 50,000 of these spread out around a two-mile walkway or something that you have to walk along. And I'm just glad I don't have to carve all of those because goodness me. Um... But yeah, lots of resources for different things like stickers and LED lights. I was really impressed with all the LED lights. And honestly, there's a few things like for outside lighting that I kind of want to add on the outside of the house to make it look kind of old and spooky. What do you think, Kenny? Our, our house. Yeah, our here. house. Yes, right here. What do you think? Like some of these cool like submariner lights that kind of look cool, right? That's, that's Instead of dope. just boring 80s, whatever. And you can change the color on them. What's the name of the company? Ned's LEDs. He also has like LEDs for fountains and stuff because I still think some sort of creature, water feature would be cool. Heck yeah, what? Yeah. This is why I love this woman. <laughs> Not the only reason. There are a lot of other things in the area to do. You were starting to mention that earlier. 
Um, yeah, so they we, we didn't get to go to the zoo, which apparently is a fantastic place. Um, it, it was quite cold the week we were there because it was back this year. It got offset by a month into February. I have been assured that March is much more temperate in uh, the St. Louis area, far less 14-degree days. That, that one stole my <laughs> breath a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Um, although the city was set up for it, we didn't ever feel a problem driving around in it. Stuff was salted immediately overnight, and it was never like scary to drive around in it. But um, I, I, yeah, next year I'll be in March, so you have a whole year to plan if you want to go and join us there. Um, and they do have like passes for just single days, or you can do like I believe a two day pass. And depending on if, how many classes you might want to attend, or if you more just want to do the trade show floor. There's all different options for tickets for that. Although, if you're going going to be there a week, I really, I really recommend doing the one with at least five classes. I really felt every class I went to had something of value, even if it didn't end up being exactly what I thought the class was going to initially be. I, I came away with pages of notes in my rocket book and um, really a ton of ideas that I could apply into my group and, and our business and, and my side business in a lot of cases, too, of designing haunts for other groups. So... Um, yeah, no, I, the side things that they had with, with dinners and parties, you know, were really fun and had a lot of options and you really felt like you could just do a few of them and you still got the full feeling. You didn't feel like you had to do everything, which was nice because it gave you downtime with your group. I really recommend if you have, you know, multiple leaders in your business that are heading up departments, taking them with you, your, the group building activities and the time that you'll just spend together over meals and stuff will be worth just as much as the time at the trade show and then getting to find things and then bring your people over and go, hey, what do you think about this? Like the different photo booth processes, we were literally dragging people over to the one we'd kind of decided we liked the best and having everybody try it out and get a photo in it. And so that was great because now when we talk about it, everyone knows exactly what we're talking about, the exact same experience. And so there's no question what that will be like. We all know what it's like. We've done it, you know, and getting to do some things like that for real. If you like bouncy houses, good Lord, you could spend two whole days just playing in all the bouncy houses, guys. Oh, my gosh. And they'll, like, blow up little attractions and things you could add as, like, a mini little blow-up haunt to something if you had a little family farm or something like that. Very, very family-friendly. But, yeah, all oh, the different, the, the Lego one. Guys, the Lego one. It was worth dragging myself because I was on the crutches at that point in time, dragging myself up and through it because it was so much fun. But yeah, no, this 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 place has a lot of different things. If you want to do parties or events at a location that you have, this could be a great way to uh, add some other money-making up twos into it. But yeah, we went to a couple different really cool places. Um, we went to this amazing um, just, I guess, cafe called Blueberry Hill, uh, which... <laughs> was run by a family of Chuck Berry, which was really cool. And then there was the big record store and recording studio that was right down the street. And they have this like walk of fame, kind of like the Hollywood walk of fame, but it's all people from St. Louis. So it'll be like John Goodman and then it'll be like Chuck Berry <laughs> and different people like that. Um, and you get to see all their stars and this amazing old record store. I actually bought a CD because I have a huge box of records I'm trying to sell not buy more of because i don't have a record player which is sad but it, it's okay i'll keep the best ones don't worry um but i got a really cool new carol king well not new but new to me carol king cd I, there's always something interesting about buying like a used 
piece of music like that and and then getting to play it and it has like sometimes a little skip for certain songs that clearly have been played a lot more and it's just like an a window into somebody else's uh thought process and time i think movies can be the same way if you can tell sometimes on old vhs where someone you reverse to and watched again and again and again you get little hints of it and it's just kind of neat to see usually where all the naked parts are you can tell when I was just thinking like the cool swimming creature parts and creature, but sure, the naked parts, honey. Yes. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I assume I never did that. You never did that. No. Never. Never. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so it's happening again. It happens every year. Yes. March 7th through 10th of 2024 uh, in St. Louis. And again, I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. HAAshow.com. Although it looks like transworldtradeshows.com will get you there as well. And that's actually the main site to get you to all the different shows they do. Not just the Halloween Interaction show, but like their Christmas show. Uh, there is a Midwest Haunters convention that happens uh, in June in Chicago later this year, for example. A handful of other things happening across the country around the throughout the rest of the year as well. I think definitely I need to go next year uh, with you. And, and we're, we're doing some things where we're kind of... That'll make the suitcase a lot easier if you come along. Oh, is that the only reason? No, it's coming? not the only reason. I'm just saying. Why don't you get Scary reason. Betty to help you carry it? Scary Betty definitely got attention, and then people would come and help me. <laughs> yeah. we, we have been talking about uh, what we're going to do in terms of conventions uh, coming up uh, later this year and next year. Not looking to do a lot more traveling outside of like a day drive or whatever yeah. through a good chunk of this year. Uh, but you know, future years we're we're gonna be moving on and, and doing some other big yeah. things. And I definitely want to go to this thing. I I want to know more about the sound and audio side of of the haunt industry and get involved in that. And there were a lot of classes for that. They just weren't in the realm of what I was working on in my particular role with with Vendetta. But there was everything from sound and audio. There were classes on how to carve your own things out of foam and really to do it pretty cheaply you can buy a bucket of the the dried stuff mix up your own foam and then carve quite monstrous things out of it um there were there were people there who had gone through even collegiate programs and even had master's degrees in different areas related to haunt science and engineering and computing and programming and stuff so if you're somebody looking for a different kind of path than maybe a traditional four-year university path, maybe you want to go into a technical school. There were things, there were connections for those. There are people that you could talk to and say, you know, how do I get into this? And then they would help you get along. Because that is one thing I've noticed about the entire industry, and it was so impressive, was even when they had unintentionally kind of left out somebody through things not being ADA accessible or or um, certain things with a lot of flashing and violent lights make some people, you know, just sick to where they can't go through them. Some of those things, as soon as it was pointed out, they were very quick to be like, oh my gosh, how can we tweak this? Or how can we offer a second option to accommodate other people? Let's absolutely do that. In fact, one setup was like something you could walk through in a, a huge two-story tall pumpkin. And at least by the end of the show, yeah, I still had to use crutches to get up the foam steps to it, but they'd made it slightly wider. They'd carved out a little bit extra to make it wide enough that somebody on crutches could get up there if they were able to do that. Or the inside was slightly set wider, so which I think was all in one move. 
so that I could get through that with the chair if you wanted to and, and actually have everyone be able to experience it. And they just hadn't realized what they really needed for space that, yes, what might be required in a building plan is one thing, but what do you really need for people to use it and, and make it functional for them? And what is it like if you're sitting at a foot and a half lower than most people? Because, you know, like you, Derek, you're 6'4", right? So your eye level, even to my standing eye level, there's a whole foot of difference right there. Right. And then if I sit down then from that level, that's a whole different world of what we're both seeing on the same attraction. And so it's just the idea of opening up people's ideas of, oh, we should design for all these different levels. And then we're catching not just people in wheelchairs, but guess what? There's lots of kids who have been monster kids since they were four or five, six years old. They want to be at the haunted house at seven years old. And that's all the taller they are is the same as an adult sitting down in a chair. So shouldn't they have just as good of an experience since they had to pay for a ticket too as the guy that's six foot four? Yeah, get those kids. And then, <laughs> yeah, get those kids. There we go. Well, and then not all the monsters have to get you all the time, right? Because it's always about scaring the big guy, let's be honest. That's true. I'm a target. But really, throughout the industry, everybody was so welcoming and so open to ideas and to talking about things. And even when they didn't realize something was a problem, as soon as they did realize it was a problem, they were like, oh my gosh, let's figure out a way to solve that. Let's figure a way to change that and make it more accessible and better for everyone. And it wasn't just about selling their product. They really were in interested in working with these different groups and different people and making things work for folks all around the country and in all different climates and stuff. We were talking to people who have haunts they're trying to do in Alaska where literally they have snow on the ground and they're doing them in tented sections hooked together on like trenching down to the snow. And I'm like, oh gosh, okay. That's a whole level I don't even have to think about is not slipping on snow, but they're just so intent to have this haunted house, you know? It's dedication. It's fun to see people that dedicated. So... Uh, I want to go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, um, if there was, and I think I know the answer to this, one takeaway from Transworld mm -hmm. that you are going to apply to this year's work at Scaregrounds. What's your one takeaway? I, I can kind of guess what it might be, but I'm curious to hear. Oh, um, I think my takeaway is is that my instinct to make it work for my audience and make it work for my people, both that are coming as a guest and are working at my fiction, make it work for them is the key. It doesn't have to be the same as everyone else's. There's a reason there's a lot of different vendors. There's a reason there's a lot of different price ranges. Make it work for your people and your group and your organization. And don't be afraid to be a little different than what's on the biggest industry standard out there. That's better than what I thought of, so. <laughs> What did you think? Just being more ADA and, and more accessible. Oh, yes. Always being more accessible, yeah. definitely. And and more diverse, too. Like, we're going to do a lot more uh, nights for some of the different groups that have large cultural minorities here in the Portland area. I know we're looking at featuring more of those groups and some of their traditions for that season and, and helping to make sure that they feel welcome and invited at the Scare Park because it is important to us that all Portlanders, no matter how they got here, feel that they're a part of, of all things Halloween. Just like Pokemon, we're going to get them all. We're going to get them all. Thanks for doing this, Beth. Absolutely, honey. Appreciate it. And uh, any any final words before I hit stop here? Oh, just that, you know, thanks, Monster Kids, for all, all your kind words and messages. I've just really appreciated them all. Um, I think I'm, I'm starting to be on the mend finally with, with some of my leg stuff, so that's exciting for me because it means I'm going to be able to sign up for doing more events for 
at cons and different things with this this man here that I love so much. And uh, just thanks for all your support as, as we go through all these changes in our life. I, I cannot wait to be his, his monster wife here very soon. Wife good. Wife good. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate all of you listening to the show, downloading the show, rating the show in your podcatcher of choice, sharing the show, retweeting tweets, the whole bit, just letting the world know about Monster Kid Radio. Thank you for helping us spread the word and helping us to grow the audience. You know, the more the merrier. I say that all the time. Anyway, you can find out more about Monster Kid Radio over on our website at monsterkidradio.net. You're going to find links to everything that we talked about in this show over there. You'll see a picture of Scary Betty that Beth mentioned as the cover art of this week's episode. And I'll try to put a picture of that creature from the Black Lagoon bag that she was talking about as well. It's a cool backpack, man. I dig it. Uh, But we're going to try to get that up there as well. Also, every website and company that she mentioned in her conversation about Transworld, I'm going to make sure there's links to all of those websites and companies as well. So again, monsterkidradio.net, that's where you're going to want to go. We also have a Facebook page, a Facebook group, a Twitter, a Discord, a Patreon, a Reddit. We're all over the place. Join us wherever you are. In whatever social media outlet you use, please join us and get the conversation started or keep the conversation going. You know, if you have any feedback for the show directly, we'd love to hear it. And I'd love to include you in an upcoming episode of Monster Kid Radio. You can email me at monsterkidradio at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 360-524-2484. Again, that's over on our website. It's all there. I keep telling you, monsterkidradio.net. That's where you're going to want to go. Normally, that's also where I would direct you to let you know what's coming up on a future episode of Monster Kid Radio. But I've got a couple of irons in the fire, so to speak. So I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen yet. Stay tuned, though, especially to our Facebook page. Because that's typically where I announce what the next episode is going to be. If I don't already have it planned out now. And well, I just don't have it planned out now. So stay tuned for that. Cool? Cool. Until next week, Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. Of course, it does not apply to the song Surf of the Demon. That is copyright 2023, Intergalactic Surfers. You can find them on Bandcamp under intergalacticsurfers.bandcamp.com. You can also look up Intergalactic Surfers on Instagram and find them over there as well. Check them out. Let them know the Monster Kid Radio Sun Show. My name is Sarah Kim Cook. I'll talk to everybody next week. Ciao. Beware. Beware of the big green dragon that sits on your doorstep. It's little boys, puppet dog tails, and big fat snails. Be there. Take care. Hold the strings. Hold the strings.